Hello, you guys, and welcome back to the 1% More Podcast. I am your host, Joseph Lane, and today I have a very special guest with me, my good friend and mentor, Mike Esquivel. Hello, Mike. What's going on, Joseph? How are you doing today? Great. Good, good. I'm excited to have you on, and we have Thank a lot you. to talk about. I know okay. you have a lot of knowledge, so let's just start off by introducing yourself for everyone who doesn't know you already. Sweet. So, my name is... Mike, more known as Mr. Mortgage. So, yeah, that's basically it. All right, awesome, Mike. So tell me a little bit about, you know, how you got started, you know, in the business and, you know, what got you to where you are today. So I know that's a big question. So why don't you start off with, you know, in the beginning? Okay. In the beginning when, uh, how I became a loan officer? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. But first of all, before that, why don't you just give a brief, um, a little bit about your background. So maybe, I know it's a lot to kind of go through everything on this, but why don't you just talk about, you know, where you grew up, how life was like back then, so people have a good comparison as to how things are now. For sure. So a uh, little background about me. I am actually a mortgage broker here in the San Diego area. Uh, I do have my own uh, uh, team, which I'm growing, and we're growing. Uh, we currently have eight, but we are growing. So a little bit about me about how I grew up so I basically grew up with a single mom um, two brothers so a total of uh, three of us all boys and uh, my mom was the first uh, my mom's an immigrant from Mexico so uh, she basically had two jobs in order to kind of support us and she was kicking ass and, and uh, having a, a, a job and just supporting me and my brothers uh, and then uh, that's basically a little bit about me about my history how I grew up Great, great. So how would you describe your life growing up? It was hard. It was hard. Um, first generation. Um, so not a, not a lot of guidance, like from a father figure. So really you didn't have that uh, uh, support, you would say, to kind of guide me or steer me in the right direction, right? So mm-hmm. uh, I grew up in the South Bay, and uh, I lived in San Isidro for uh, basically most of my life. So kind of a, uh, not the best area to live in, you know, growing up. Mm-hmm. I went to Southwest High, so not the best school either, right? But the, it kind of has to do with the people you surround yourself with and uh, how far you would get. And unfortunately, back then, I wasn't hanging out with the right people. Yeah, so you feel like since you didn't have that you know, father figure growing up, and like you said, you kind of surround yourself with certain people, and you maybe you don't know better at the time. Of course. You know, it's a little, um, it was a little difficult for you to kind of figure things out. You didn't have the guidance that other people might have had. Exactly. And you know, back then it was actually way different because there was no internet. Yeah. Right. So you can't Google something and try to figure how to go to college. Uh, what does it take to go to college? Stuff like that. So back then you had to do everything through the encyclopedia and go to the library and stuff like that. So it was mm-hmm. kind of harder, I would say. And just having the information. I think it's uh, how you make yourself better is, is education and knowledge. Right. Gotcha. And back then it was a little bit harder, especially if you don't have the right people surrounding you. Okay, gotcha. And just to clarify, you never went to college, right? Never went to college. So after high school, what was next for you? So after high school, it's basically like any uh, Mexican-American or first generation or whatever, finding a job. Just like a nine-to-five job, something that's going to pay you at least $15, $20 an hour. Mm-hmm. That's basically I went to some college, went to community college for a little bit. Um, but like everybody else, just went to Southwestern College mm-hmm. right, for like maybe three semesters at most. And took a little bit. Uh, courses and I actually kind of dropped out started working full time to help my mom stuff like that my brothers that's basically it okay and the reason you dropped out of Southwestern was because was it because you got to the point where it's like well I'm going to school you know I'm trying to learn but 
at the same time, I need to make money to help out my family? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So back then, too, how I started my uh, my kind of career was uh, I started working in the telecom industry since I was probably maybe 18. Okay. So I started working with uh, Sprint Nextel, and back then, it was kind of sales. That's how I got started, actually, in sales. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Um, and the first year I started in sales, I, I remember this because uh, I did get top... Uh, Top, I think, like 3% in the nation. So it was pretty cool. It was like an all-trip paid to, to the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first sales job, Nextel. Back then, it was kind of like walkie-talkie. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. too young for that, probably. <laughs> but uh, uh, that's how I started my career in sales. That's, uh-huh. that's who I owe my success to, Nextel. Okay, great. And then you said you had this great success. Was that your first year? That was my first year. My first year. Okay. I never know. I yeah. know. Some people actually have that. And it was just kind of talking to people, and 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 uh, that got me to the point of having better communication with my clients mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Just people just grew like that, and, yeah. And, and okay. Was top of the nation. And like Pretty you awesome. said, you didn't have the guidance, so it was more like you discovered a talent mm-hmm. that you didn't yeah. realize you had. Yeah. And then back then, so it was, I was making like a thousand dollars a week. You know, as yeah. an eighteen-year-old kid, it was it was that or going to college. What do you prefer? Yeah. Right. So you had to make a, a choice, and at that point, it was. Dude, I'm making like fifty four thousand. That's probably back in yeah. two thousand. You felt good about that yeah. back then. Yeah. That was good money. Yeah, and you're able you to know, help out your family. Fifty four thousand. Yeah, and, and uh, unfortunately, it's sometimes more than people who actually have a college degree. Yeah, exactly. Right? So that's what kind of made me drop out, and then yeah. kind of took a, a sales career after uh-huh. that. So at the time, it was an easy choice for you. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. it really wasn't an option. It was mm-hmm. like you know, this is what I have to do, and so yeah. I'm gonna do. Yeah. Okay, great. So after that, how long were you there? Uh, I went to. I was next though, then I switched to Sprint. It was a couple of years, and then okay. I went to AT and T. Uh, my longest run was uh, AT and T, and the the good thing about these companies, the ones I'm talking about, uh, I owe a lot to my success. One because it taught me how to become a leader, right in the industry, mm-hmm. leading people, leading teams. So I think that's when I first got my first guidance as mm-hmm. and education was through these major companies. Okay. So do you would you say your time at AT and T was you know the best? That's where you've had the most growth, the most success. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, AT and T, uh, I think I owe all my success to. You know, okay. I, it's an amazing company. I still bleed blue. How they uh-huh. used to say it back in the days. So uh, they have an amazing training, uh, like aspect of the whole thing, right? So mm-hmm. they pay for a lot of education. They they take care of their people. They take care of their leaders. I moved rapidly moved into management. So back when Sprint, I think within the first year or so i got pushed them to assistant manager and mm-hmm. then became a manager and then moved on to at&t but once you start getting into the different roles in leadership they start training you mm-hmm. for the next what are you going to do next yeah right and and they want you to lead their teams mm-hmm. so you're leading people five six seven eight ten twenty at one point i think I had like 23 wow. people I was, I was in a store right Great. and i was yeah. the, the the manager so i had to take care of all these individuals and get them to succeed yeah so you're in charge of the whole store, and you you like the fact that you, they wanted you to grow, and you didn't feel like you were stuck. Like some jobs, you know, you're going to be in the same place in 20 years if you don't do anything about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here you were growing, and I'm sure as you grew, you know, you started learning more things, you met new people, you got paid better. Yeah. So it was you probably got more and more comfortable as the years went on. Yeah. So, Back then for, like, uh, whenever you go to a store, right, and you see these, like, 30 or 40-year-old people at work in any location, they're making, like, uh, 80 to 100 grand. Yeah. Right? And for something you're making 100 grand with no college education, like, wow. You're doing making, pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. good money. Exactly. And I think a lot of people would agree, like, 
some people struggle these days out of college to get a job that yeah. pays 50 or 60 grand a year, right? Yeah. So at this point, you're doing pretty good. You feel you know, yeah. good about yourself. I'm not saying that going, not going to college is yeah, a good yeah. thing, okay? So don't get <laughs> Yeah. But I, yeah, and that's true. I think a lot of times these days, it's a good balance because, yeah. you know, I just got out of school recently, you know, so, and my whole career, my whole life, they always just pound into your head, college, college, college. Yeah. And I think if you can go, it's a great opportunity. You can meet great people. And I think you should, if you have the opportunity of to. Course. However, I don't think it's for everybody. Yeah. And I don't think it's like one size fits all. Mm -hmm. And it's also important to mention, there's a lot of people that don't go to college, whether like you said, you didn't go, not because you didn't want to, because you weren't able to. Yeah. And I think that's a big difference. But the point I want to make is, is that if you don't go because you don't want to or you're not able to, whatever the case may be, there's still a success for you out there if you're willing to work hard. And I think you're a good example of that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so so basically just so people understand. So you're at AT&T, you're, you're managing mm -hmm. a store with like 23 people, you're making good money. Mm -hmm. So, well, and you were happy there, right? Uh, I thought I was. You okay. know, you, you do things for a certain amount of years. And at this point, I'm like in my 20s. So I'm mm -hmm. growing, growing, growing. And but you start figuring out this 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 the same thing going every single mm -hmm. uh, every single year year over year you're doing the same thing and sometimes I think I got a little bit tired mm -hmm. of the whole industry uh, and then I think that's what happens a lot with a lot of individuals out there you 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 lose focus you start losing uh, uh, that that goals or that want and yeah. you start you know wanting something else and I think at that point I think I was already kind of like in my mid uh, my my early thirties mm -hmm. uh, where. I asked myself, is this what I really want to do for the rest of my life, mm -hmm. right? And I think uh, I think that was the point when I said, you know, I need to do something else that kind of fulfills me because that yeah. wasn't doing it anymore at all at that point. And okay. for some people, some people are, 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 are meant to be in that role forever. Mm -hmm. But there's other individuals that are not, that, yeah. uh, that want more, you know, that have always been that person to want more. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, Wanting that more, it, it, I get, I get not distracted, but I get uh, demotivated super easy, mm -hmm. or uh, I find that lack of inspiration. Mm -hmm. I lose that focus quick because I want to move to a different goal. I mm -hmm. always want more. I'm always trying to get more and more and more. And I think I got to that point where I was like in my thirties. I went through the ranks through AT and T, like uh, eight, assistant manager, manager, yeah. like regional. Tried to go to become a regional. Uh, and I think I was I was kind of I'm done with yeah. AT&T with the whole telecom industry. So I wanted more. So what do I, what can I do? What uh, that's what that was my next step. That was mm -hmm. the, the question I was asking myself. Right? Okay. Yes, yeah, so you got bored a little bit, mm -hmm. and you kind of lost passion maybe because, mm -hmm. like you said, when you have bigger goals to pursue and you're doing the same thing every day, you kind of I'm the same way where I kind of lose the passion and you don't want to be stuck. You want to yeah. keep growing, and you feel like you may be capped out at mm -hmm. AT&T. Yeah. Okay. So. How did you make the transition? What was next for you when you realized that? So when I made the transition, so this is something that another good thing is that you always have to remember, remember, and be good to every individual that you walk paths with. Okay, uh, you never know who's going to be your boss, who's going to be your business partner, and at the end, right? So you might lose path, and then two years later, you guys might uh, grow a relationship or a friendship or whatever. So one of the persons that actually got me to go to uh, the loan industry or the mortgage industry was somebody who I used to work with at AT&T, mm -hmm. right? We started off back in 2007, I think, at AT&T, and I met this individual, older individual, uh, had always good um, uh, good, good um, thoughts and, and uh, goals as well, and he left AT&T, I think, before I did, 
and he moved into the mortgage industry and had that somebody that kind of took him under his wing, mm-hmm. kind of alone that way. And he told me, hey, Mikey, if you're already kind of fed up with there, why don't you come and work with me? And it's going good. It's it's, it's basically about the same thing we're doing, just helping helping families, helping a couple other uh, uh, people. And it's it's probably much funner and something that you'll probably get a kick of, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I, moved, I switched over from AT&T. I went through a couple different jobs. Uh, and then I went to becoming basically uh, LOA. Okay. And for those who don't know, so what, what's an LOA? What do you do? So an LOA is kind of a, an assistant, right? Okay. So I went from making maybe like a hundred grand to taking another job that paid me minimum wage. Yeah. Why did I take that job or why did I make that leap? Because I was already kind of fed up. And sometimes the money isn't everything. Yeah. Right? And at that point... Making good money, mm-hmm. but with a job I hated. Exactly. Right? So what are you going to choose? It's, and then AT&T had a, one thing that the, they kind of a slave, or, or you were kind of a slave for the company. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's something I kind of didn't like at the end. Right? So you're making, you you have to be there as a manager like 24-7. Mm-hmm. Right? I did like it because they did uh, uh, allow me to grow. Yeah. But then I was just stuck. Stuck, okay. stuck, stuck always. Yeah. So they pay you well, but they in return... They wanted you to be there. You had no really control over your schedule, your life. And yeah. it was like, you, you were an employee at the end of the day. And yeah, you wanted yeah. to do your own thing. Exactly. Okay. And then, so, people understand. You went from making, you know, close to 100000 or more a year to basically being an assistant for minimum wage. And keep in mind, you're not, you know, 18, 19 at this yeah. time. You're you're in your 30s, right? Yeah. And, you know, do you have family? Have do you have bills? I have, I have two kids, right? And uh, so, I was stuck going back to maybe when I was maybe 18, making that type of money of that. Yeah. You know, so I had to suffer a little bit, yeah. make sacrifices to figure things out. Did you have to change your lifestyle? Of course. Yeah. Of course. And uh, when I first started with my buddy, I, and <laughs> so in the industry, you do have to have your license to become a loan officer, right? So he said, why don't you come over with me while you're doing that at and stuff, you could probably work part-time over here, get your license, stuff like that, and then make the full transition. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I went over there, did that, failed my license three times, right? All you need is a 75 to pass, and uh, the first time, I think I got like a 74, and then 73, and then the 72, uh, but then I passed it, finally, right? But mm-hmm. then it was just, I, I, I had to give that, have the, had to uh, have some knowledge of the industry in order for me to pass. Mm-hmm. I'm the type of individual that I need to do it first and kind of learn mm-hmm. so I can understand it. So I went over there, made, you know, uh, not that the best money, mm-hmm. but the, 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 the funny thing that happened is my buddy did not meet eye to eye with the owner of the company. So an opportunity always exists if mm-hmm. you're there at the right time. The opportunity came when they had a fallout. The owner comes to me and says, hey, so-and-so left, mm-hmm. do you want to take his role? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So I jumped into that role yeah. and started becoming uh, his assistant, right, full-time, Yeah. Uh, learning. This guy's been in the industry for like 18 years. I owe my career prize to him is Roberto Kelly. So um, Robert Kelly is a pretty cool guy, mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, he was closing probably maybe 75 deals a year, oh. which is pretty good. Uh, he's been in the industry for like 18 years. But the best thing I did was to learn. Mm-hmm. Something you have to sacrifice time for education. Yeah. Right? And at that time with him, 
it was amazing, bro, because I, I was able to learn the whole industry. Mm-hmm. I, I humbled myself. That's something that you have to do. You got to mm-hmm. humble yourself to 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 become better. So I got to learn from him. I did his processing, his uh, file setup, talking to clients, uh, and that got me the experience. All yeah. those loans that I did for him under him got me the experience I needed mm-hmm. to branch out on my own. But I worked with him for like two years. It was an amazing time I worked with him. Mm-hmm. It was a learning experience, and that's what got me probably a good five years under my belt or seven yeah. or eight years because a good loan officer probably does maybe three loans a month, right? Mm-hmm. With him, I was doing seven, which is good, yeah. right? Right. So that got me up to speed to where I'm at basically now. Okay, great. So, yeah, I think you said a lot of important things there. Yeah. So first thing I noticed that really stood out to me was opportunity by showing up. Mm-hmm. So you you took this leap of faith, I would say. Yeah. And, and tell me, were you, were you scared leaving AT and T with two kids going from a hundred thousand to minimum wage? Yeah. And you weren't sure how you were gonna do it. Yeah. Do you have those nights you, where you're like, I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but I know this is what I need to do, and I'm gonna figure it out. Or were there days where you're like, I don't know if I can figure, out, I don't know what I'm doing. I I think every individual goes through those emotions, right? Um, but the people who learn how to take, it's not the action, it's the reaction. That's what I always say, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so the way you take uh, an opportunity, the way you look at life, it all depends on you, all right? You might think it may be the shittiest mm-hmm. uh, uh, thing that's happened to you, but it all depends on how you look at that opportunity, mm-hmm. right? So always look things in a positive way, okay? I'm doing this. I'm suffering for a little bit, but I'm, this is the this is my goal. This is my success. That's going to be future. So that's the opportunity, mm-hmm. right? So it depends on how you look at things, always yeah. how you look at life. I've always been the... the the, the person who always super positive mm-hmm. and always try to find the best thing out of every situation. Yeah. It's always a solution. Always find the solution because you can't live in the past. You mm-hmm. always have to find a new solution, right? And always find it. So don't dwell. Don't get yeah. mad at the, the past. Don't get mad at the situation. Just find the solution. There's mm-hmm. always a solution to everything except death. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the way I look at things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And then just make sure that to, to find the positive. Okay. So instead of seeing problems, you see solutions and... Um, you ever had those moments, you know, what got you through those low points where you'd go home and you'd just be like, my you kids. Know, okay. Yeah. So having that, having my kids, mm-hmm. uh, being able to take them and, and see their smile, that, that helps everything, bro. Whether I had money, I didn't have money, whether they're going to the park, whether yeah. it doesn't really matter if you, t- where you take them, right? Yeah. So all they want is time. Yeah. Like everybody else, all they want is time with you. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really matter how much money you have, but as long as you spend time with the individual, I think that's where, where it kind of uh, yeah takes you. Okay, so that that drove you. That yeah, was your kids driving one hundred percent. My family. So even at the low points, you're like, I don't care, you know, how little money I have because I'm gonna figure it out, and yeah. it made you work harder. Of course, and that's, that's you, the yeah. that's the reason I did it. For my okay, kids. great. So just to kind of go over it, so basically you took advantage of this opportunity. You exchanged time. You exchanged, you know, the potential to make more money somewhere mm-hmm. else mm-hmm. for education that was priceless. You had to humble yourself and say, hey, you know, a lot of people, especially nowadays, I think the world's a lot different and the people are very entitled these days. And I think of that's course. a big problem with today. And that was an issue I had as well. And I'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. But you go from this place of either power or of a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And then in, in life, we all want to move forward. And then you take a step backwards and you're like, well, this isn't right. I shouldn't be moving backwards. Yeah. But you basically jumped all the way down the ladder so you can build mm-hmm. yourself up on a bigger ladder. Yep. You know? 
Um, and that's and like I think the big thing you said is you have to be humble, mm-hmm. and you you can't go into this new assistant and say, oh well, I was a store manager of twenty three people making a hundred thousand, and you're telling me to go get you coffee or do whatever, you know, do the dirty work. But you took you know, you took pride in everything you did. Yeah. And you saw it as an opportunity to learn. Yep. So as you're speeding up, so from that experience to where you are now, how did you get started? I know we'll we'll do another episode because I know this is a long story. But, yeah, it's a super long story. But how? So so basically, when what caused you to take that other leap of faith from that internship or that partnership with your mentor to branching out on your own? So I think uh, we all go through. If if you're an individual who has goals, right, you have to look for these people and the mentors that are going to help you out. So at one point. You go, you can always leave people. A lot of people are afraid to leave people. Mm-hmm. But you ha- once you find and get as much as you can from one individual, then you have to move on. Mm-hmm. You have to learn how to part ways. And at that point, two years, I was already, I was making decent money back with him again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have to learn how to part ways and become and, and grow. Remember I said kind of I, I, I get bored or very easily mm-hmm. with the current situation so that's what, at that point I'm like okay i need to do more i yeah. want to do more i want to be this guy how am i going to be this guy by moving on moving on to somebody's going to allow me to move up mm-hmm. in that particular way so found another mentor yeah right and branched out myself okay good so it's okay to part ways it's okay that you should always be growing yep. and you can part ways on a positive note it doesn't have to be a negative of like course. you said don't burn the bridge but yeah you can... and like i said i owe yeah. this guy everything yeah if, I, if it wasn't for this guy i wouldn't be here Right, but and he's he's amazing. Exactly, but if it wasn't for you making that choice, you could still be working of with course. him, and you wouldn't have achieved the success that you've achieved. Yeah. And I know you're barely just getting started, so it, there's it a lot. It would be a great life because yeah. I, I was making pretty good money at yeah. that point with him too. But I had I had to move on because that's the type of individual you I knew am. what you wanted. You're scary as fuck, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because I've always been a W two employee. You're always W two employee ever since growing up. Since I was like sixteen, when I used yeah. to work work for a company, W two paycheck, mm-hmm. everything, and then I go to from a W-2 to self-employee, which is scary as fuck, because yeah. now, if you don't sell anything, you're basically dead. You don't have benefits, yeah. you don't have anything. No have anything. no blanket or net to catch you. Exactly. You know? So, it, it, it's scary. But if it doesn't yeah. scare you, then, then, then you have to have that point that it has to scare you in order for you to make that leap of faith. Okay. Would you say it was more scary going from, you know, this starting in the industry with your mentor to going out on your own than it was from AT&T to... Uh, I think equally yeah. scary or? it was kind of equally scary because one with this guy I was taking care of his own production his mm-hmm. production so I, I got a basically a secure paycheck because yeah. he was selling you just did the work he I, had the deals yeah exactly and then I go now I have to bring my own deals and work them and work yeah. them right so yeah. like I was pretty scared yeah and that's the biggest thing in like, sales yeah. people don't realize it's like anyone can be taught how to fill out a loan application anyone can taught how to punch numbers but not everyone has the ability to build relationships, yep. maintain relationships, get business, yep. keep business, right? Yep. And that's really what we get paid to do is solve yeah. problems, right? Yeah. So that's I think that's a pretty good summary of, you know, your start. We'll do another episode in yeah. the future talking about, you know, Mr. Mortgage and the beginning of that and how you grew it to what it is now and what your plans are for the future. Yeah. But yeah, just to recap everything, I think that's great. Um, a little bit about me. I just started, you know, in the loan industry last year. Yeah. This is basically a year and a half in. And I remember I would always, you know, see you because you would you'd have your own branch, and that's what we'll talk about next time. The top dog. Yeah, and, the, and you'd come in, t- Mr. Top Producer, to pick up his check, and that's when every week. I, yeah, every week I'd see him. <laughs> and that's how I met you, and I w- and I was an assistant at that point. Yeah. When I was an assistant, you know, at 20 years old, you know, working part time hours, and I w- and I was the same way as Mike. I see my I relate to what he says because I I um never wanted to settle. I always wanted to grow. 
yeah. which I think is great. But on the flip side, I also had this mentality where there was some entitlement and it's like, it's great to grow, but you need to put in the work first. You yeah. need to put in the time. You can't expect to just go to the top because you feel like you deserve it. Yeah. You have to prove that you deserve it. And I remember, you know, I'd see Mike all the time picking up his checks and he was always the fun guy because, you know, in corporate offices, people are boring. Yeah. So we'd, we'd have fun and we'd laugh and stuff. And, and then I remember whenever I, you know, was feeling down, down or like complaining, <laughs> I would call Mike. I remember I'd go in the staircase of my old office to make sure no one was hearing me. And I'd say, oh, Mike, Mike, guess what? Mike, this, Mike, that. And Mike was nice about it. And he, it's always, like I said, yeah. it's always the opportunity. You have to be there at the right time, right? And you yeah. are. You were, bro. You were because then yeah. that's where you met me and that's where we met. That's where I met Mike. And yeah. I mean, I think Mike was a little nice on me because maybe because we were new to meeting each other and he would kind of let me complain to him. Yeah. But I remember one day I was really upset and it was about money and whatever. And I came to Mike's office and I don't know, maybe I was expecting him to pat me on the back or something. I don't know. It was actually March this year, but it was the exact opposite. <laughs> And he was like, what the fuck, Joseph? He's like, you're being a little bitch. The truth or not? Yeah, he's like, you're, he's like, you're complaining. He's like, you might want to punch. I remember every word he said, you know, because this was the most important conversation I've had. And he said, I think you should leave that for the next one. So yeah. People, people can, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get into more details next yeah, time. It's getting kind of long, but that's a yeah. good story. Mike and I have a lot of good stories, but he's my true mentor. The same way he said about how that guy that um, he joined, uh, Robert Kelly. Yeah. That's Mike to me. He's my mentor. He's my, you know, one of my best friends. And you know, I'm so grateful for the relationship and we'll, we'll save the rest for next time. Yeah, it's going to be a, a good one. I think we have too many good stories. Yeah. Uh, opportunity. And then that's the, the other way I grew my business by an opportunity by yeah. a Tuesday night. I think it was a Tuesday or Wednesday night, an opportunity where it was a mixture and I got to get to know one of my good partners too. Yeah. So and we'll leave that and we'll leave to... Uh, we have a lot more to get into. More. So what's, what's the biggest takeaways you want people to get from the, watching this today? One... Uh, we're listening to and watching it, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's one, uh, never give up. Use, surround yourself by great people or good people. And always learn how to part ways. There you go. So there you heard it, you guys. Thank you so much, Mike, for coming on today. And if you guys need a mortgage or anything like that, you know who to call. Call yeah. us up. What's your phone number, Mike? 619-866-7084. Or follow me on Instagram, Mr. Mortgage Corp. Underscore. Follow me. Yeah, we're here to serve you guys. We're here to help. And, you know, we take good care of our people. Yeah. So, yeah. Till next time. Thank you, Mike. And thank you guys for listening. We'll see you on the next one.